Welcome back to the Born Broke Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates and listen to our latest episode on Spotify. 86.6% of you that watch our podcast are not subscribed. So if you like the videos, uh, feel free to subscribe and like for more content for weekly uploads. I'm Anthony, real estate broker in the state of Illinois. And I'm Dante Leonard, co-host of the Born Broke Podcast. Yes, you are. <laughs> We kind of just have a real, like, kind of laid-back episode for you guys I don't here. know if I want to. Huh? That's a crazy way to th- <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm totally understating it. We're kind of getting uh, into some serious topics yeah, here it's today. A ser- it's, a, it's a serious topic. but um, Probably something we haven't... Probably like a lane we is, haven't... Yeah, it's definitely a lane we... I, I won't say avoid, but, like, we we stick pretty uh, close to that businessy. Yeah, it's going to get to that point, but we're just kind of mm. being a little bit more risque with this one. <laughs> <laughs> risque. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Hey. All right, we're talking about race. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just playing. You scared me. All right, no, I'm just you playing. Didn't, I was like, he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me. <laughs> All right, br- br- bring us in here. What, All right. What is the... What is, uh... So... <laughs> <laughs> bless you bless yeah bless you <laughs> so today we'll be talking about basically the fire in Ma- in maui i believe maui uh, that's i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing um and we're gonna uh it's, it's probably gonna be a lot more of that if we start doing names uh also something about the president with that one moving on <laughs> so <Yeah>. um <clears throat> we're gonna talk about how the people are overcoming the issues uh the our general understanding of how it all started and you know just just all the seriousness of it as as uh, from as honest and respectful as we can with the information that we have and um we won't be using anything that isn't uh out there already yeah too non yeah exactly we we just want to have a conversation and see people's thoughts about everything going on Mm -hmm. and i mean if we're getting into the self-improvement space and there's crazy things going on in the world, as yeah. the world changes, you're, you're going to want to make sure that you're in a better place mm-hmm. financially, spiritually, men- or I almost said mentally, mentally to handle those things when they come up. That's, yeah. that's kind of another reason we're bringing it up. But yeah, mm-hmm. so the Maui fires. Yeah. Also, before we start in, with this situation, I also want to bring up, so a, a very similar fire situation has happened in Hawaii before where the lower class of people were moved out. And um, it's, it's just, I would say, look into it to the best of your nature. If you're really, <clears throat> really curious on all the, or, you know, even want to support to the best of your ability, look into it, learn about it. If you want to donate, donate. And we'll also be talking about, <laughs> we'll also be talking about the donation thing if you've seen it with the celebrities. All right, so let's let's get started. So, before the major fire started, from what I read and could find, the fire department had already dealt with a smaller fire but that this larger one came from. And they came, and I guess, you know, I'm only left to assume they extinguished this fire. This is so crazy <clears throat> to me. Dante did most of the research, by the way, so <laughs> as he's bringing stuff up, I'm actually genuinely reacting to some of the things that he's telling me. Yeah. So when, as they claim to extinguish this fire... Right. They said it's done, whatever. We did the paperwork, said, all right. The first fire. Yeah. Fire, okay. Fire's out. We're all going home. And to my knowledge, it was a electrical utility fire. 
and they said, hey, we're done. Fire's done. Then they, they just left. Everybody's, everybody left the scene. The next thing you know, boom, real fire happens. So that from that's that's the that's the fire starting point. Yeah, right there. That's Timeline it. of it starting. Yeah. Do you know what dates these? I mean, because it's currently going on, but yeah. I, what are we a month back, roughly? Because um, I remember just hearing about it like a month. I would ago. say, I would say, yeah, or maybe ago. even sooner than that. Yeah, about a month ago. And um, so uh, let's get into. Uh, so we'll talk speculations a little bit since we're on the fire specifically right now. So the locals believe this is not. An accident. Also, there was some false information going around saying this was all a natural disaster. Meaning, there are people, I guess, in their area who were in higher position saying this was a natural fire. Sun. Because remember what I told you? Yeah. I said, I said like, volcano. I said something crazy. Yeah. So, it was it was false information being spread around saying this was a natural fire. Like, like just like California, whatever the case may be. Um, and the locals, some locals were mad, you know, they were like, what are they, why are they saying it's a natural fire when we know it's not a natural fire? Like this was not, this was not dry, you know? Yeah. Like a California fire, like a, or like the ones in Canada. Yeah. This wasn't anything crazy of that nature. And, um, they go on to, and obviously that leads into how more, even them being, becoming even more uncomfortable now because it's like. We also have land being bought in in Hawaii, which was before you could not purchase land in Hawaii. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just like if you're not from Hawaii, you can't purchase land in Hawaii. And over time, they kind of unraveled that that law or, or ruling of you know. You're saying <clears throat> you're saying back in the day, it was that you had to be from the area to pretty okay. Yeah. You're saying as they've gone on, they've lifted that. Yeah. Okay. So. And the first people to get in on this are obviously the rich who... The, have, the elites exactly, of the world, yeah. Who have the money and the ability to get this information first. So obviously they go and they bought the land. And there are people who, you know, who bought the land. We'll, we'll stick to Oprah Winfrey for now because that's who I was able to find the most information on. So what, so what they're saying is, and since we're on Oprah, I'll also get into... The donation request. This is why the locals are not happy. So what Oprah did was buy the land cheaper than what it should have been bought at. Like no one can, no one in the real estate world will sit down and look at that number and go, yeah, that, that makes sense. Everybody's going to. So what, what was the number then? So they're saying she bought 870 acres for 6.6 6 million. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so I do my own number investigation on it. He, which, did, he did his own little research. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't be saying that number because of, I'm not, I don't want to put a number in your head due to just possible inaccuracies, but based off of what numbers I, I did and you know what I obviously calculated and looked up and studied on the internet, we were, we're, we're some M's. We're some, we're some M's down. That's all I'm saying. About 100 million short. We're some M's down. I will add this little real estate piece of tidbit here. I believe every single acre is about 43,560 square feet. Mm -hmm. So put that in perspective. You said 874 Mm -hmm. acres. So 43,560 square feet. I'm pretty sure that's the number times 874. This is how much land mass we're talking about here was purchased. Yeah. Crazy. 
She might see if there's a sports team out there. <laughs> Uh, she's gonna pass them out That's for Christmas, like, just like just like her old on? episode. <laughs> I wonder how much I wonder how much land she has in the states, but no t- time for a different day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right, continue. Go ahead. So the fires happen. First thing Oprah does is get a fire team specifically for her land. That's the first thing she does, right? Protects her land. Now, okay, it's natural. Cool, you're protecting your land. But that's all she did. Then she went on to go, you know, say she we should do donations to the people. And it's like, um, and she makes a video with The Rock. Video comes out requesting donations. And the people, in, you know, in, in Hawaii and Maui, and they're, they're like, it, it costs what you make less than likely in a year. Like, and when I say less than likely, it's like, they're saying what you make in a year is what it'll cost to fix everything, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure what they make in a year is well over mm-hmm. what they need <laughs> to yeah. fix their yeah. problem. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, you're asking for donations, you're doing this, you're doing that, you bought land, okay, you're buying land, okay, help, you know, just put your foot forward into this and stop, like, because they're like, we don't need to depend on other people now because while you're here, you're part of this land. And they're also celebrity saying they donated millions of dollars and people are like, why this? You know, why is this money going to these foundations? The people need that money. What are, What are these foundations going to do? How are they going to? What kind of foundations are we talking? Are we talking these national uh, huge foundations yeah. like the common? Do yeah, you know the, the name of any? The one, the ones, and this isn't a shot at people who win like the these awards, but like the you know the what is it? It's like the humanitarian award or whatever, and they they name all the things that they did and yeah what it donated to. So my thing, my takeaway from people. And these donations and things of that nature is, I don't want to say tax write-off, but when you look at when they start sending this money to these places, you know, it gets real, it gets real iffy. You're saying with the amount of money? Yeah, the amount and, you know, when they start sending. So where do you speculate the money's going, actually? Because well, well, I'm assuming some some people yeah. are supporting the locals, you know. But also these these people, these these companies have to now go to Hawaii and they're not even, you know, they're not from this land. They probably don't know too much about it. They're just there to, okay, we have all this money to help you out. Well, how can we set this up? What can we do? Obviously, they're going to do, you know, to the best of their ability as, because they're still kind of a, even even though it's a, uh, what do you call them, nonprofits? Somebody in a nonprofit is. <laughs> somebody's getting profit. paid. Somebody's, somebody's profit. Somebody's getting paid, literally. Yeah. Despite all of this, someone you know. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, uh, so based off all that information, obviously the people there were like, "Okay, this is kind of shady. This is weird." Then the locals who are now dealing with the situation, the the ones who are from Maui that are being moved around to like the mainland and things of that nature, they they're beginning to speak out. They go into these these meetings and and it, it's 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 taken. For them to go to the like the get court filings to have these sit downs with their officials and politicians, the governor of Maui did not go to some of these, or or, or to well to the one that I, the one that I watched he did not go. He did not appear. He or she did not appear. I'm to pretty answer sure it's questions. A, I'm more than likely it's a man. And uh, but yeah, he didn't go. Um, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, especially with a big disaster like this. And, yeah, for him not to come. Yeah, and the woman's there. She goes. She she calls out. She's like, 
where is the governor? Like he he it's he's the governor. Where is he? <laughs> yeah. Why is he not here? Everybody's here. Why is he not here? And yeah, but so I will talk to this first woman, who is, who was literally affected by it. All she had at the end of it was herself and her pet dog. So, let's talk about the first thing our president did. Obviously, he's not happy about it. Sending his condolences, his apologies, making sure everything's good. He flies out over there. He gives them a stimulus. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets seven hundred dollars. Yeah, but it's crazy when you think about it. We moved you from your land. Your homes and everything are burned down. Not, not only that, but you cannot access. You can't go back. We're not. They're not allowing anyone in. Here's seven hundred dollars. So they're not. Wait, they're not saying <laughs> we're going to repair and then you'll no be one, back to your land in no time. No one said anything. They don't own they're it not anymore. Any of that. They're not saying anything about that. They, so they can't get information on it. Nothing. That the woman says all she and other people have been given is papers to sign. Which I'm assuming in fine print. I mean, if we're just speculating here, guys. I know we're mm. kind of getting real serious here, and, but yeah. you could speculate that these papers to sign are basically signing their rights away. I will say this though: I'm not too uh, well versed, and mm. so obviously I say I'm a realtor, but. I guess something to figure out is what I guess just anywhere mm -hmm. if something happens to your property I mean well it's different over there because they have the whole land and everything yeah. so what my question would be is if their land gets wiped by this fire <coughs> mm -hmm. why would they not get a chance to go back because yeah. they pre just previously owned this land mm -hmm. so it's very interesting yeah. that this is happening and and so now this woman is talking about how she's being moved from island to island place to place and they're not seven hundred dollars a month or just seven hundred dollars now i don't know if it's seven hundred dollars a month but I'm, I'm left to assume so i was gonna say just but, a seven hundred think, think about this seven hundred dollars in hawaii yes yeah, think like, about seven hundred in hawaii yeah what they're buying they, they're buying nothing but groceries yeah, hawaii's <laughs> they can do very expensive yeah they can transport out of the, out of the door they're mm -hmm. just they're eating <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're just yeah. eating but um but anyway Excuse me. Biden shows up there in person, obviously, because this is a big major thing in America. Well, you know, because Hawaii is considered a part of, you know, all one big, large, beautiful nation. He goes there. He starts naming off names and whatnot. And Biden, he couldn't pronounce any of the names properly. <laughs> <laughs> it did not help him. Yeah. They, they were mad, livid, get out of here, you know. And a lot, you know, if you know the history of Hawaii is, you know, when they were conquered. So there are people there who are still pretty strong on not being American. Mm. Anyway, this woman, uh, she's, she's just she's just trying to find answers. She's standing in front of, you know, she's at these meetings um, just just asking questions. Rightfully and, upset because her home no. just got burnt down. And, and home in Hawaii feels a little deeper yeah, for them. It's all connected. It's all like yeah. they're, they're they, they help each other. They're so they're unified. Well, in the in the <clears> history <throat> of the, yeah. the state, yeah. It's just it's different than the regular here in the, the mainland, which mm -hmm. is what I'm gonna say now because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense to. <laughs> yeah. But we're kind of the the mainland. Yeah. You know. No, I'm just, I'm, okay, I'm going to stop. Keep going. I'm going to stop. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Anyway, <clears throat> she searches for answers. She doesn't know what these papers mean. 
there are people there who are, who are from other places who can't speak English and whatnot. And obviously these papers are all in English. And once again, we not only can they not understand it, they, they can't even read it, you know. So they just so she's just looking for answers on what am I even signing? What is this? What does this do for me? And she hasn't gotten those answers. Did she, go ahead. No, did, no, please, did please. she sign them? From my understanding, uh, she just she doesn't know who she can't tell from looking at these papers who is it benefiting. That's what she's saying. She's saying I have these papers, but I don't know if this is helping me yeah. or helping the government. The other thing I was going to mm-hmm. point out too is kind of going back here. Mm-hmm. Did you see the um? <clears throat> did you see the uh, the video that was talking about? No, I don't think you did. Mm. Well, there there was a video where basically a woman, a different woman, was mm-hmm. talking about how kind of the background, which was the same thing you're talking about the other mm-hmm. fire, but she was saying how come they have like one of the best emergency siren system or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in the world or in the country or whatever, but. For some reason, the uh, the sirens weren't sound off mm-hmm. for emergency. So, so like I said, did you hear anything about that? No, I have not. But they were saying it was electrical. So I I don't know if that was you know, we don't know. But also on top of that, the day of the fire, their water was turned off. They could not use their water, nor could they make phone calls. Because the towers. I'm left to assume, but I, I can't speak too much on it. I just know these are things that they were unable to do. They couldn't make phone calls, and they had no water. <clears throat> it's very... It's making it's my a, mind turn a million different it's directions. A, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't even know what to think about this, because it's like... I don't know. I've tried not to make everything a conspiracy because yeah. I can easily do it's that just, with everything. This one is like this one's a little. It like it's handed to us. <laughs> yeah, this one's it's just a, like was, I don't know. There, there's just a lot to it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, it just seems every year there's something, and I don't know. It, it's just very. It's easy to let your mind yeah. run down a million different. Yeah avenues of like what's going on but the fact that like what you're explaining they're replacing these people mm-hmm. into different areas so well, let me ask you this what do you think i mean if you had to just put it all all your cards out on the table what do you think is going on like ex- exactly like clear as day what do you think is going on well okay if you're just being hypothetical so i will say and this is based on the idea that the fire was not planned in any crazy manner. <clears throat> this is, and then let's just say the fire just happened, whatever. I think this is an opportunity if, you know, for people to now get access to their land. So you're saying you think on the, on the off chance it wasn't mm-hmm. anything <clears throat> shady going on, you think they're just taking advantage of the I opportunity? 100%. It's okay. already been, like their land has already been purchased for cheap. It's a process that's already occurring. For me, I think now the fire is happening. The locals have now been moved off of that land. And they now have these papers that they don't understand or don't know if it's going to benefit them to sign. I I don't want to say 100%, but I have a strong belief that there will be a lot of new people living in, in Maui in the coming future. A lot of new people as far as what? Powerful people? Uh, well, I don't know about powerful people, but I don't know. There's be new people, 100% yeah. living there. 
maybe they'll i don't know my mind is like running so many different directions here but i I would say i would say i agree so let's so right now i'll talk about first of all i want to speak on the strength of the locals there unyielding not these are i'm not i'm not tell you If I was a part of a group of people, <laughs> you want you want, I want to be them. I need that. I need this team. Yeah, <laughs> because they are, they're strong. They're not backing down. And right away, they're at the meetings and all. They're that. they're putting up a hell of a fight to make sure everything is done legitimately. Like uh, so a woman, this now video concerning another woman. Uh, she's talking about how it's it's actually cheaper, like. Literally, so they're saying all that money you guys are bringing in, we don't even we don't even want you guys to build the buildings. Just bring us the lumber, and, and we we'll build it and ourselves. we can build it. Yeah, literally, like when I Dang. when I That's tell crazy. you, like, yeah. I'm watching this videos. They don't want like, anybody involved. They like, just we don't, want to take care of their land. Yeah, like literally, we don't even need you, your your help in that manner. We don't need you to to build, to provide. We can live off of our land. We can survive. We can redo this ourselves. And what they're also saying is, so I guess after the fires, there was there were people who were like, oh, don't no more tourists, tourists don't come. And then they came out and they were like, this is why I love these people. They're like, no, that's our income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep coming. <laughs> yeah, because most of the people there work at tourist hotels and things of that, that nature. That's true. It's a big yeah. So they were like, they immediately. Got up. They're on like, bad timing. They're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, no, you're not. <laughs> Catch <Yeah>. that plane. <laughs> get over here. And uh, I thought, that's like I said, it's just amazing. And um, now we're going to get into the meeting that the governor did not go to. Um, the woman, this woman who kind of, who spoke on it pretty dignified and like, uh, and, and I, I don't. Opinionated. I, she just, she stayed as factual as possible while maintaining a low emotional, you know, Kind of not getting too angry and stuff, yeah. Yeah, which is it's hard for me sometimes when it comes to that because oftentimes something that's used for lower, you know, these these communities of people who are struggling is you got they say you have to learn how to go up there and speak without having so much emotion or just do the facts and things of that nature. But it's like saying don't be human when you step in the room. <laughs> yeah, like just be a robot speak and then just get down and you know come out of there but it's the humanity of you know it's it's that's what's inspiring people to get up and do things so it's important for you to express now obviously there's a such thing as overexpression, but just just it's okay to be hurt and reveal yourself in these moments because i mean come on how much more vulnerable can you be everything you own just yeah, up in up in thin air. Not only that, but you're watching your own people struggle. Like your whole, your whole. I don't know how to describe this because they don't have like you know states. They have islands. Your entire island is now struggling. Part of their identity. Yeah, culture, everything so, taken away from you. So when it comes to that, I have a, I, I just have an opposite opinion on the expression of emotions being expressed in serious situations, as compared to others. But I feel like that's just like a businessy. That's a business outlook. You know, it's a way for them to, you know, kind of put you down. Yeah. It's a heavy, uh, it's a heavy topic, man. And Mm. I guess when it comes to, I don't know, 
par- partially if somebody usually when it comes to because at the end of the day when she goes to this meeting she's in a negotiation mm-hmm. she's trying to get something so i mean when you, when you stop your feet and things like that usually it doesn't go well for the other side but like you said this is such a huge thing being stripped away from mm-hmm. them i could imagine your emotions are just running yeah. in a million different directions yeah not only that but um <clears throat> so this woman was given three minutes to speak they all were getting three minutes to speak she <laughs> so her timer goes off she goes i'm not leaving uh, you, you, you know basically like you're not gonna put me on a three-minute timer it's not yeah. happening i'm gonna say what i have to say yeah you're gonna stay here you're gonna listen <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she just kept doing her thing and i thought that was like you know i okay yeah hey so it's like you said the strength of the locals <laughs> yeah and um so she goes on to speak and she talked about this or this other fire that i'm left to assume happened in the mainland um and and she's talking about how this one was very similar so both so this fire and the last one they had not only blocked off the roads, but also stopped people from being able to leave the area. Which so, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're setting them up to Yeah, they, they literally they like to literally die. Block. Well, I I don't know about I don't know, I can't speak on that part. I'll just say they were just kinda they were roadblocked. People were roadblocked out, they couldn't get in, and people were, couldn't get out. Because why? Obviously everything's if the roads are blocked, no one can no vehicle can get through. And I don't know how I don't think these islands are very large, but I ain't trying to walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see what everybody thinks about this yeah. in our community in, yeah. we have here because um They're so the, so here's the here's the thing. Let's if we it's the easy thing for us to create a similarity to, especially when it comes to putting all of these people in one area, would be Obviously, it'd be like um, when we had like Japanese refugees and stuff like that, and we had them in camps. And it'd also be how we had the African Americans, and we put them in projects. And that, and we see kind of like how these things hurt those communities throughout time, and how and yes, we're all we're coming out of these, you know, obviously these harder areas of life now, because you know it's been years. But if you can avoid that struggle then why not avoid it? Well, if you want to get controversial here, I got something to share about how you said, like, African-Americans and projects, Mm -hmm. Japanese refugees. And uh, so there's someone I talked to, and and she was basically describing to me some of the background of Rockford, right? Mm -hmm. And she said that a lot of the west side of Rockford, Which which is the town we're in, seen as the, you know, it's it's seen as the ethnic community. Let's just mm-hmm. put it out there like that. Um, she explained to me that once it was something to do with the projects in Chicago, a lot of people came down here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she said the city, and I can't get too much into this, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. this for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but the city basically was making a very strong effort moving certain groups of people from the west side to the east side mm-hmm. and moving other people from the east side to the west side that term is called redlining in real estate terms when you're trying to specifically move a type of people into a certain area and let's just say i mean we're about 50 years later from the time period she was telling me and it's uh pretty much the same mm. so 
I mean, it's just kind of a common thing. Now, in Maui, is a whole is a bigger grand scheme than that, but it still still hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for anybody, um, be moved out of their homes and things like that. And red line is a little different. It's more of a persuasion than than mm-hmm. anything like that. But well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's persuasion to a limit. At some point, yeah. it's like. Yeah. I'm no longer asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Like if you watch, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, a raisin in the sun. If I'm, I believe that's the one where the um, the grand, the dad dies, like the the man of the what house. What is it? What are you talking about? A raisin in the sun? I think that's what it is. What is that? <laughs> you said what? I'm like, are you talking about? I thought you were talking uh, about putting a raisin in the sun. Wait, so, is that a movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Look at that phone. I have to I have to make sure it's the right one because I haven't seen it in a long time. But it's I'm like, it, what are you talking about? It involves the um, redlining. Mm. I mean, it happens all the time. It really does. Man, um, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm not going to go too far into it, but I'm pretty sure it's raising the sun. And um, basically, what happens is the, the main man in the household dies. The the you know the the, the bread man winner. of the house, yeah. the breadwinner. This is a black family. Um, he dies. He has life insurance, or what may have you, and it's a it's a it's a nice amount for that time. So, the family is like, uh, you know, who gets, who's getting the money? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And whatnot? So they're all over the place. They're fighting for it. If I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm talking about the right movie. If I'm not, I apologize. <laughs> if I'm not, I apologize. Like I seriously apologize. Um, but anyway, eventually the family move out of this. They move out of this apartment. They go to a better neighborhood. Then, so what happens is the their neighbors who are predominantly white, um, they tell them, you know, they t- you know, they start to talk to them. Hey, this isn't really so and so. Maybe you should you should go on the other side of so and where, and obviously this is the more African American side, of the, side mm-hmm. of the town that they're in. It got to the point to where they start trying to give them money to get out. To get out, yeah, they they're, they're going to pay them to leave. Leave this home, leave our leave our streets, go over there. Darkies know. <laughs> but for basically. Yeah. And um they turn it down again. Obviously things start to get more aggressive and pick up, but yeah. <clears throat> so is so even before, you know, they get in let's say a, a agent is involved, people the locals try and get you out of there. But then you then you also have to think about it. How how possible is it that one of their relatives is in real estate that you can really help yeah get them get moving to a better place get them out of there so and so there's you're saying move who to the better place move the black people to a, in their eyes a better place yeah more fitting for a community they should be in yeah there's a lot of and this is kind of going to a different topic here but there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh reasons and this kind of pains me man there's a lot of reasons realtors get a bad rap mm-hmm. and it Tell you the truth, it pisses me off. It really does because I'm not going to speak on a certain situation that happened recently, but there was something that I heard around me said that I was very, very unhappy with Mm -hmm. in a similar topic we're talking about. Yeah. And I just thought to my head that, no, with any profession you do, And if you love it, let's just say the basis you love it. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're doing something you don't like, obviously this conversation is not for you. But 
I truly like love what I do, man. It's like incredible. And obviously it's a good opportunity for me, you know, keep growing as a person and things that keep growing myself, uh, you know, financially, things like yeah. that. But regardless of the benefits that I get, it's important to, I don't know what the word I want to use to describe this, but it's important for the thing that you love to do, to do right by it. Yeah. You always talk about athletes. <clears throat> we both, we yeah. both at the same time. Allergies, man. <laughs> you always talk about athletes. Like they say this, uh, something along the lines of like, let's just use NBA, for example, like do right by the game. Right, do always want to do right by the game. Yeah. And something they mean by that is like, uh, let's say there's this guy with tons of talent, tons and tons, but he doesn't work out in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes and drinks parties, whatever. Yeah. Or he uh, he tries to put his teammates down so he can get out. Whatever, whatever the situation is, it's important for me in real estate to do right by the game. The game is real estate. The game is my clients. Yeah. You know, doing right by them. So when I hear about things like the redlining or people bringing race and, and you know into their situation with yeah. the clients or or looking down on them because maybe they don't make as much and they don't want to work with those type of people or yeah. that shit <laughs> fucking fuck it it pisses me off dude because I truly love the business and I do right by it man I'm like constantly trying to be better for other people it's not for me I mean, yes, yeah, for me, I want to I want to be better, but like, you want to uh, the the better situation you can give to these clients, the more they'll rave about you, and then that stuff will take you know the the growth and financially whatever success will take care of itself on the back end. What you really have to get in your mind in business as a whole is being of the utmost character, and you'll see those are the people that succeed. I mean, if you look up top realtor interviews where they're breaking down their whole story or top whatever athlete whatever those those people they always mention doing right by people mm-hmm. and they if you mainly focus on anybody that's successful regardless of any profession or industry they're in you'll notice a trend of people saying that relationships over money or relationships first and then worry about the other stuff later because once you show you're a human being people mm-hmm like that and there's not too many human beings really anymore in business and and i'm going off on a tangent but it just it just pisses me off because i really try to be better for people and then you know obviously to take care of myself later but when i hear about things like this you know people will say oh man you're a realtor oh my goodness or oh you know i don't really want to talk right now you know people will look at you like you're just just there to get yeah just there to get bread and, and really like <laughs> And people could be watching this, be like, "This guy's full, full of crap." You know, he imagine a year, years online. There's a guy that does a video. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's using uh-huh. your clothes. Oh yeah, he exposing just, me, just destroying. You. Yeah, no, like people could say I'm full of crap, and that's fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, I live with myself and my intentions and my actions, mm. and um, and I think everybody else should live with their should be able to live with themselves. And if you do bad things and it doesn't affect you much, you got to look at the mirror because you know. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we don't leave with money. We don't leave with anything. We just leave with the impact we made on the world. And really, I want to make a good impact on everybody mm-hmm. I speak with. And if I don't, then I want to correct that and, you know, things like that. But um, at the end of the day, like when any profession you're in, do right by, like do right by people. Don't try to, you know, pull somebody like a swimming pool example, like 
so you can get air, you know, pushing somebody down so you can get above the water. Pushing their head in. Yeah, like, I just, that stuff frustrates me because then it makes the industry look bad. Mm -hmm. And that's really for any, for anything. Yeah. yeah. So, I would say, I, I, I have a... I always, I always thought the thing with athletes, right? I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. The thing with athletes is, because it, because some of them, let's say boxers, for instance, their money is their money. There's not really, you know, there's not a team. Like, yeah, okay, they have a trainer, a coach. Well, yeah, they got they have their team, but it's not, yeah. but not in the sense of like being a part of like a football a team. team. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what's really happening is my man's getting paid and he's giving them, yeah, theirs. They have a, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, but anyway. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll bring up Flo Mayweather for example. Flo Mayweather isn't someone that generally does donations, and I believe he, I I don't want to speak on it because I haven't seen the video in a long time. But I believe he had a video where he kind of briefly talked about it, and um, then you have another person like it's an NFL player. Uh, I I wish I knew his name was on my head, but I don't. But he's given like seventy five single moms or like single. It's one parent homes out to, you know, these people, like 75 homes to these people who need it. And uh, it's, well, I, I, so it's hard for me to be also, so on the Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather end, it's like, I understand it's your money. So, and I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm, am I wrong for not judging him? For not wanting to put his money over in that end? For not judging him or for judging him? For not judging him. Cause for not being like, you know, cause I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, it's his money. And then. But I'm also happy that the other guy is doing what he's doing. Because that's something... You're in the middle. That's something that I would want to do. So it's like... If you were there. Yeah, if I was there, I would love to do that. I would love to, you know, help people, house them, and do it, you know, if I had such funding. So I'm I'm, I'm always stuck on the in-between on that give-and-take side. Because I always lean toward giver. But when it comes to, you know, other people and their, their, you know, their own properties, it's like, as... You know, as someone who has no no entitlement to what they own, I cannot look at them and say you're living incorrectly with what you have. Very interesting. Hey, debate that in the comments. <laughs> if people have an enormous amount of money, are you expecting them mm-hmm. to donate to people, or you know, be just, be yeah. philanthropists? Just do do anything, basically. Or are you just like? These are these people's money and they should... Mm-hmm. Honestly, man, I don't want to get crazy, but like... Okay, I have the same mindset as you. Like, if I was in there, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd probably be doing things for people. Mm-hmm. But like... Honestly, he worked his ass off. Literally. <laughs> how can I tell him how to spend his money? Yeah. And this goes into an even deeper conversation. I constantly debate with people... About the rich, right? And here, and here's the debate. Hmm. The debate is, is that I, I'm under the, I guess, thought process that, or let me go back here. I think people constantly judge the rich, mm-hmm. and this is not even like we're not even having to talk about like really famous people or anything. We're, hmm. Let's just say like a moderately wealthy person, like 500k. Yeah. Because that's like in the 1%. Let's just talk about that archetype of person. People think that they have the right to say so many different things about these types of people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, oh, you know, they got there for being cheaters or they they scammed or oh they you know they're not paying taxes or oh all this stuff <laughs> they watch wolf of wall street yeah like pe- people <laughs> people have so many assumptions about people that are wealthy and again mm-hmm. we're not talking about extremely you can have whatever opinion you want mm-hmm. but i'm just saying that why do we feel like we could we could say these things about you know they're not sitting there talking about you know someone with a 50k a year salary saying mm-hmm. how they should spend their money um just because someone has more doesn't mean that we should it just kind of frustrates like it, it just frustrates me and this is why i think a lot of people that it's gonna be kind of you know mm. this might upset somebody but i think a lot of people that don't see a way for them to make this type of money or are jealous dare i say because i honestly think that's where it comes from it's complete envy um <clears throat> feel that they you know, reserve the right to say these things about these people because them themselves are not in that situation. So they're almost living vicariously through that person saying those things. So I, hell am I getting that? <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. Uh, and this is just like a random thing I wanted to just point out is like, if you're of that mindset of like, you're probably not doing what you need to do. Well, that too, but you're probably not going to get to where you want to go because Mm -hmm. you're thinking these people are disgusting and they're vile for having money and they're cheaters and they're, you know, they're cutting corners to be that way. That you dream of being there. But you dream of being in the same Mm -hmm. situation as them. I just find it kind of laughable that, and I have these debates with people all the time and I've even shifted some people's way of thinking that. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, hypocrisy. Yeah. Because if they were in the situation and I was oh, you need to donate to this. You know, they'd be like, what are you talking about? No, I, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just kind of laughable how people. Laughable is aggressive. Huh? <laughs> it is. It makes me laugh. People, but, but people as a whole in life have so many limiting beliefs on everything. Yeah. Well, okay. Now that, that, that field where you're heading toward is like, I think that world is too deep. Huh? That, <laughs> that belief field is deep. Uh, it's it's a lot of things that that affects that side of people's minds. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, how they grew up and stuff yeah, like that. It's a, but too, it's a little too much for to characterize unless we're unless we then start generalizing, you know. And we don't want to. Well, explain. Yeah. Come on, come at me, come at oh, me, bro. Let's go. So it's difficult because. <laughs> go ahead. <Jesus. laughs> it's difficult. We had a long day. Let's be honest. Oh my man, who you telling? They got a raise though. Anyway, moving on. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they literally got a raise. Hold on, hold on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's go. Man got a raise. It's funny. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so what I'm saying is we have religious religious backgrounds. And you know, economic starting points. I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I was about to say, well, hey, that's all, folks. Uh, one more fuck. <laughs> I was just gonna say the first thing that you said, I was gonna no, disagree with. Let's go, but uh, that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, basically, religious backgrounds like you know, where you start off, where you, where, where, you know, what kind of spoon were you given? Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, so but basically, all I'm saying is, um, so let's say you come from a family. That starts off middle class. Now, you looking at the TV, there's a piece of you that in the, you're in a middle class family. That means you're okay. 
there's a PCU that doesn't have an issue seeing something on that TV and going, I can get that. Now, if you start off in a poor family, you'll see it and all you can do is dream. You, you, you that, that I can get that, never, it never creates itself in your mind. You see it, you can't even imagine it. You just move on. Now, these two, these two people on these two different spectrums are now, now going to, they're already starting to see life in different ways. I can get it. That's way above from where I can be. So one person will always maintain a means, you know, he, they just won't, they won't reach because they, you know, it's like, it's like they're always in a home with no window. So they can't see the sky. You know what I mean? Whereas the other person, they can open a window, but they, they, they just can't get out the door. If you know what I mean. Mm, this actually might turn out to be the debate. Well, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's be honest here. You mm-hmm. and I, from our conversations, have very different upbringings, mm-hmm. right? However, let's let's see. Let, let's try to come to a common ground here. Ah, ground. When you turn eighteen, yes, you and I both. We we turn eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. Happened. Yeah, definitely happened. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Because I wasn't given really, mm. I mean, I was given some things. Let's be mm-hmm. honest here. I was given some things that, gave, <laughs> Let's be honest here, that, that helped me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, I'm very grateful mm-hmm. that my parents were able to gift me with a car. Yeah, a great human being. They were able to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about them real quick. No, no I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> but they're great. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to get a car, mm-hmm. right? Just given to me. Mm-hmm. As far as money to, like, go start my life or anything, yeah. like, that was not given to me right it was totally okay mm-hmm. but what i'm trying to see is where were we at because the whole conversation i was talking about are people they start at 18 and they're going in the working world okay having limiting beliefs i'm yeah. not so much talking about a child mm-hmm. who is not a pot to piss in but okay. you know they're they're not thinking that way i see so where were we at <clears throat> damn like around that 18 mark when we're about to go head out in the world mm-hmm. i mean i I mean, I could imagine we were in similar, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. No? No. You don't think so? You know damn well we were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I'm saying as far as like in the working world. Okay. Okay. So let's. I was making like <sighs> shit. Dude, I was making like nothing a month. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm getting at so, here. So. Let's talk in those terms, but you can say right. if, if it's different. Okay. I see what you're saying. Like, were you that much? So we both started looking. Okay. We both started at low wages. Yes. Yeah. I got my first job in high school. Me too. Okay. Now, why did you get your first job in high school? Who got you there? What guided you? What guided you? Probably was told to go get a job. By? Mommy, daddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. so I was not told to go get a job. Okay. The reason I, I like got, this. I like this. The Let's reason go. the reason I got the job yeah. was because I was dating someone at the time that worked at this place. And she talked to her people. I got in my first job. Okay. So so okay, so here's the difference. So I was told mm-hmm. and you went on your own liberty to go get one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember what my mindset was like back then though. I don't know if I wanted one or not. So usually... What 16-year-old probably wants a job? It, it happens pretty often in African-American homes is we, we, don't, we don't have to work until basically after high school. We don't have to work. 
and usually the expectation given is you don't make it with sports, which is why not usually you wait after high school, nine to five. Oh, I thought you had more. No, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had differences. Let's, I mean, I knew we mm-hmm. I knew we did. Huge, huge, like, as far as, like, I don't know. It's it's tough to say because it's there are many advantages I had that yeah. you didn't have. So so usually this is this is usually a focus focuses African American households have because I can only speak on what I know. It's I want you to focus on school, right? Focus on school, keep nice grades, doing a little sports because your parents are usually we want our kids in sports. Why? Because who are our strong inspirations in our community are music and athletes. Entertainers, yes, comedians, whatever. But if we, if our, if our parents have a preference, come on, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be on TV doing this, or you're gonna be on TV doing that, because it's always the goal to be on that big screen. And if you don't make it to that, you work down here on this lower level, which kind of, you know, which is, it's we're not making as much as we, you know, as those people. So it's you know, it's so naturally like anybody else who does sports, you who didn't make it in a sport realm, we everybody goes to their acceptance, mm-hmm. like. I'm not going to make it, right? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and because we weren't we we didn't have that guidance for jobs, we didn't have the drive for jobs cuz we're already so naturally in our heads we're trying to make it down this road this way and it's the only vision we we have because that's what we've been given. Whereas if we were told to get a job at a young age, we would start looking at things we want to do. Instead of just trying to be these... In a professional sense. Yes. Instead of just trying to be these athletes and, and focus on these sports and do this and do that. And yes, there are people who, obviously in our community, who, you know, just stick to books, go to college, do their thing, figure out what they want to do there. And, you know, just like the rest of the world, move on and go on to do those things. Well, let's fast forward here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, obvious cultural and background mm-hmm. differences, right? But would you say, is there anything now that's in your head that makes you feel like you can't get to the places you want to go like do you have these thoughts no 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 no. so that's kind of what i'm getting at is like a lot but it took me more time probably yeah i guess would you say because i know how i like thought Mm. back then (laughs) do you think maybe i had more of a hopeful mindset because of my background because like man immediately i thought i could be anything i wanted to be Mm -hmm. like right away I think, yes, a piece of it is, but let's not act like our parents didn't tell us the same thing. So I'll, I'll yeah. give, I don't want to say, like my mom, didn't, my mom and my dad didn't, weren't like, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, <laughs> 100% they did. Because I got 18, 17. But, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go okay. <laughs> but, it's, it's, but the way it feels, it's kind of, it's a little different. It's not like we sit, like, yes, I've, I've had to sit down, but it's more like I say something on the fly and they say, Oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Like it's like one of those. All right, whatever. Because <laughs> I'm a kid. Yeah. But it, but I didn't have that. Like it's of course it's happened, but I didn't have that like that sit down as I got older, as I progressed. Like con- that consistent sit down, that consistent conversation. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Why? Oh, you, it's okay if you don't know now. I didn't get that until. As I 
you know, got older. That's when my, my, my parents were communicating these things with me better. But it's not, I don't want, this is an insult to my parents, but it's because I could communicate it better. I could come to them and say it. It's, 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 um, it's one of those, they're just doing what they can situations, you know? Because so I was taught how to survive before, I were, you know, I was taught to live. So it's just, it's just mm. different. You spin. <laughs> that one hit me. That one got me. Okay, so I guess the overall point I was trying to make is I think everyone from any background has these beliefs. Now, if they were born into money, obviously it might be a little mm-hmm. different, but has these beliefs that they can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody might think they're too old or, yeah. you know, too young to start something. Mm-hmm. And I guess every situation is different. Yeah. Um, but now we're here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Like I said, it's good that that didn't affect yeah. your future thinking. I feel like when, as as we get older, one hundred percent we break through that mold. It's gone. So I would I would agree that at this point in my mid twenties, or I'll say by twenty two, twenty three, it was gone. By twenty two, you felt like you could do. I could do anything. I was God. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, basically basically that's how I felt. But up until up until that point, it was just like I was just living. It's <laughs> just out in the world with no, and I, I hate saying no guidance, but it's kind of like no guidance. <laughs> I feel like you're running around like a chicken I'm, on the like I'm, just, I'm literally just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm working, but why the why am I working? Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I at this job at this happening? place? Yeah, and that's one of so, and that's one of the reasons I struggled in the military was because it was like I know why I want to be here, kind of, but I also don't know if that's the reason I should be here. Why did you join? Because I had a fantasy of joining when I was a kid and I just stuck to it. And a piece of me was always like, is that good enough? Like, is that, is that all you, you want to say at the end of your days? And when you're, if, if you retire out of this, I was a kid. So I did 20 years of this and retired out. And I was like, nah, yeah, that's just not gonna fly. Excuse my done. language. I usually don't cuss, but yeah. <laughs> that's just not gonna fly. I can't. I can't live like that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta do. I gotta do something with myself. So one of the reasons I got out was, I was like, I don't want to sign up and stay in the system because if you want to be honest, the military is easy. If you have a strong mind, it's easy. It's not hard at all. Just do as you're told, and make sure other people do as you tell them. That's it. Written in stone. Do that on like it's obviously you're gonna have your mental term oils, you know. Shit's gonna hit the fan every now and again. It's funny I'm cussing one. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> I usually don't cuss. <laughs> Shit, ass. But uh, he's, he's, so so things are gonna hit the fan. It's gonna get hard. You're gonna be out in the field. It's gonna be cold. You're gonna be hungry. You're gonna be away from family and home. And I was okay with that for the most part, but I was also did something that most people don't do. But in the military, it's common. You get married at a young age. Not only that, but I had a partner that did not want to do anything. <laughs> this is not a shot at that partner. This is just the life I was living. I had a partner who did not want to do anything. She would... Uh, go crazy. I don't, I don't want to do it that way, but this go, is just what, this, this is what life was like for me. Yeah. She would be at home. No, she did not cook. The, house, the home was clean. She would she would stay there, call friends, play Minecraft, beat it. I mean, don't beat it, but she'd be like she she played the Last of Us Part Two, beat that Horizon Zero Dawn. She's she basically stayed home and played games all day. <laughs> and 
um, it just wasn't, it was like, I just couldn't, I wasn't comfortable with it. I, I could not, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't working. I got depressed. Anyway, that failed. Talked about it in episode like 12 or something. Yeah. Title Dante. We made the exact, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go but anyway, but anyway, I just, I was too young for that. I was too young because once again, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I was never given a talk about how to handle love and, and things of that nature. Like I, the way that I learned love was not normal. <laughs> it was not. It was aggressive. It was unstable. I did a pretty good job. And I think, and the person I'm with now, um, she's always amazed <laughs> at, like, at how I carry myself. And I, I will say, I, I carry myself very similar to what I did before. It's just that now I have a level of seriousness that I cannot get rid of just because it's how I adapted. So it's hard for me to kind of open up uh, in like certain ways, like I'm just some like sometimes she'll make a joke, and it's just like I said, it's just like this. I have this aura of seriousness that I cannot. He's very serious. I can't like get off of me. Like it's just there, and I just she'll say something, I just won't fucking laugh. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> just won't. I just she's you know, trying new material on she, you like, every she's, week. She's doing her thing, her spiel, and we've talked about it. Like I me, mean, like trying to like lining up, easing up, kind of like getting off of that this break of like this gas pedal that I'm on of just like this steel wall of masculinity. But no matter what, <laughs> no matter, no matter what, like I have to think about it to get out of it, out of that, that's that mindset. It's like, it comes so natural. I think, I think it's just me as a partner. I want to be honest. I think it's just me as a partner. Cause I'm obviously different with friend groups and things of that nature. I just have like it's just my sense to like kind of protecting everything is just too it's too active. <laughs> like you said I'm too much of a man. Like I I, I don't I, I can't let you see me in certain positions. <laughs> Yo. Like <laughs> <laughs> But like yeah. <laughs> But like I said, I'm trying to come out of that. It's something I'm working on. We, we talk a lot. You know, I should give you a time. book. There's a book that I just, because uh, like there's the whole idea of like mm -hmm. somebody learning and practicing stoicism. Mm -hmm. But uh, have you heard of, uh, what, what the hell is that guy's name? Damn. Does it start with a B? No. Give me an O. Give, no. me, give me an O, give me a K. What's like a, <laughs> here, go ahead. Book. No, I'm just saying, what is this guy's name? <laughs> What's uh hey Abby? What's um have you heard of that that book uh Medi oh Marcus Aurelius mm. who's the old Roman emperor has the whole book about all of his thoughts and he mm. he I don't know if he's the one that birthed the idea of stoicism but I don't know anyway. Mm -hmm. Well that's different. Cuz if you think about what that man was probably saying. Well you might as well lean into it at this point if you <laughs> <laughs> might as well double down. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could be as serious. Oh but maybe God. that's I don't know. Maybe that's why. Well, it, it makes me unapproachable. So, I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. Well, well, that's because you, you've heard me speak before you met me to people I'm comfortable being around. 
if you just see me by myself, my face, the way I, the way I carry myself, before I laugh or anything of that nature, you'll just... <laughs> Fuck, what is this guy's deal? Nah, I don't nah. think... You don't think uh, so? Well, maybe I'm just... I'm good at reading people. Mm. So I don't... You would have got me? You would have like, all right, nah, I got this guy. <laughs> I, no, I think I, I think I have people figured out a yeah, little bit. I like that. And I don't know if that's me being... But I get it a lot. People what? say it to me a lot. They just like, you just have this face. People have to give people a chance. I, yeah. I will say this, not to toot my own horn or anything. There's a couple different things that I think mm. I'm an expert at. And most of it relates to kind of conversation and people. I don't want to say expert because I'm not licensed or went to school for anything. But I just, I don't know. I would say I'm... I guess one of my strengths I would feel mm-hmm. is like reading people. But also I think what helps with that is also like I give people a chance. Mm-hmm. I never walk up to somebody and write them off or anything. So I think I probably just maybe I couldn't read you right, but maybe I just gave you a chance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't count if you just give them a chance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does. He just <laughs> We're we're about uh we're about done here though, Dante. Right. But yeah. But thank you guys for watching this uh surprisingly serious episode of the, <laughs> the Borbo podcast. The way we started the same was gonna be <laughs> Yeah, we just kinda went into all sorts oh, of different man. stuff. But thank you guys but, for watching the Borbo podcast. Yeah. Have we like said thank you for the hundred hundred subscribers yet? No, oh, no probably no. not. We well, definitely have not. We really appreciate it. You know, it's yeah. you know, it's uh it means a lot to us and we're we're gonna keep growing and keep growing yeah. the channel I wish, I wish they could see our conversation when we hit it and when how. we hit it yeah so so it's funny and how we hit it you want to tell it really quickly yeah go ahead okay really quickly really quick i'll say this fast like like no, not as fast but so basically me and anthony were talking we were like man we're almost to 100 we're at like 96 90 90 95 he's like man i, I wanna i really want to get to that 100 i want it today yeah i said today he literally texted me today so when he texted me that i was like i didn't t- i didn't respond I went out and I made it happen. <laughs> yeah, and the so, next thing I know, I'm like, bro, bro, we hit it. So I started walking up to people <laughs> and telling them about the podcast. Yeah. And they started, and they followed, and then he texted me back. <laughs> he texted me again and was like, we hit 100. And I was like, and but, he, but it's funny because I didn't see him telling me we hit 100 yet. I just sent him, I got it done. We're, we're yeah, <laughs> yeah. He gets it done. Yeah. And, so. uh, it was so funny. But we appreciate it, guys. I mean, <laughs> um, this is episode 30, too. Dang. Yeah. We're in it. We're in it. So thank you guys for you know for watching. Um, Damn, it's almost been a year. Yeah, we're almost at a year yeah. of being on the pod. So I think I'm pretty satisfied. Obviously, we'd like to you know grow a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. but I think I think what we've done. I mean, we didn't know anything about anything. Hell no, we we just, didn't even know how to talk on camera man, for an we, hour we without a camera. Got some mics. Yeah. So <laughs> just the fact that we started and we carried it on to 30 yeah. episodes. I mean, is a really big accomplishment. Yeah. And the fact that a hundred plus people now. I don't know, one hundred and fourteen. Some actually. I, honestly, I don't. I don't look at it. Some like that. Amount. I'm always looking at it. <laughs> but no, we we appreciate that. Even that number of people yeah. watch and feel the need to subscribe. So mm. we really appreciate it, guys. Again, eighty six point six percent of you aren't subscribed. Mm-hmm. So if you do like the pod, please uh, subscribe and watch more. And thank you for watching. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe mm-hmm. to the podcast and Born Broke. Yep. Get, get, I'm going to start getting active on Twitter, guys. Born Broke. Yeah, Born Broke. <laughs>